Visceralist Podcast. This is episode. Man. We'll watch me now. Uh, uh, this was a Gmail, Instagram, all that good shit. Let's get right into trifling in NYC. Um, <laughs> we both have a couple great stories. I'm going to kick it off. Um, so I was walking down the stairs in my apartment. I have a walk up, uh, Lower East Side. Um, yeah. Shout out Lower East Side. Um, and it was pretty late. It was like a late late on Saturday. Um, and, um, so I have one of the buildings where, um, on the ground floor, the, where you all the trash storage mm. is like right, right under the stairs. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's like, um, like three bins for regular trash, one for recycling and then like a, a box for, um, for cardboard basically. Okay. So it's one of those, and it's right under the stairs um, on the ground floor. So I was going down, and, and again, it was pretty late. It's probably like one mm, thirty in the morning or so. And I was, it doesn't matter what I was doing that late um, and leaving my building. Uh, don't worry about it. Um, so <laughs> I get down, so I'm like right at the landing above the ground floor so there's just one set of stairs between me and the ground floor of my building and i look down at the trash because i hear i heard a little rustling Mm-mm. in the in the trash and this was so this must have been a saturday night because sunday is when the super takes the trash out so sometimes there will be accumulation okay. of of like the main bins for regular trash will be over over Flown, oh, so people will just sort of live okay. they'll just leave their you know garbage bags like sealed garbage bags but they'll just kind of leave them like near the the other stuff so yeah that's fairly normal and i heard a little rustling in the in the bag and it, my first thought was like oh my landlord had actually recently told me that um he's like you got to make sure you you shut the door all the way like the, the door to leave the building because sometimes it doesn't close all the way unless you pull it close and then people can uh-huh. get in. And we did, he's like, um, one of the, some woman who lives in the building said that, um, there was a homeless person who was like sleeping there and I guess accosted her, um, mm. as she was going down the stairs. So he's like, you gotta be careful. Just shut the door all the way. So I, my, my immediate assumption was that there might've been, um, person, person there. Yeah. Who was maybe just yeah. going through like the, the recycling for like the bottles and cans um, for the deposits and stuff. So okay. Right. For that, I was like, you know what? If they want to do that, that's whatever. I'm just going to leave them alone. Um, so, but then as I'm looking down, I'm like, oh, I can't really see a person. Like, is that, are they really all up in it? Like, man, they must be really going through the trash. Maybe there's a lot of bad, different bags to go through and stuff, or they're looking for something specific. Maybe they're looking for some food. And so again, I'm like, yeah, let me, I mean, they're not going to really, I mean, what what can I do really? Like, I'm, I'm definitely not going to call the cops or anything, but, um, and then I start walking down the stairs and as I'm still keeping my eye on it and that's when Master Splinter comes out. <sighs> of course, there's only one. It was only one, but it was the rustling that this, uh, this uh, species um, generated was to the level of like what you would expect a human rustling. 
<laughs> we're the trash would be it like so that's why and i was like oh i think i said oh hell no <laughs> and then you ran out of the building i did i ran down the stairs and out because i was like i don't want this thing chasing me this this yeah. leviathan <laughs> i mean i i guess they wouldn't chase i don't know if i've ever seen no he was he was too busy partying all, all up in the trash He's having a grand old Opry there. Now, let's say you had a trash bag in your hand, and your goal was to put your trash bag in that space. (laughs) Um, Well, I have a secret tip around that. Um, So I would have gone to my backup plan. Uh, I have a backup plan, essentially. Oh, okay. Always is Which is I live close to a um, parking lot that has trash cans just around so i i sometimes throw trash there oh so you just would have kept walking out the building and and throwing the trash outside yeah definitely i like that solution oh man um i have another follow-up question sure i don't like the fact that this creature was in your building and that's no good that is no good right there yeah oh yeah that that was I definitely noted that. I'm with you on that. Um, I will say this is the first time that I've I've noted that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I I don't I don't think it's. Uh, I mean, I haven't seen any other rats, and this was maybe two weeks ago. Okay. Uh, there's signs of a larger issue. Um, I assume that maybe. Yeah, actually, I'm. I am a little curious how it would get into this particular part of the of the building because there is like a door behind there that leads to like some random basement area that has the boiler and only the landlord and super go to. Yeah. But it's like a locked door. Mm. And then of course the front door is locked. So I don't know if it came in with somebody, but then it's like, <laughs> like, I don't know if it's like coming in behind someone, like pushing them to the side. Like that rat was like, hold the door, hold the door. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, forgot my key. Forgot my key. Hold the door. <laughs> Yo, son. Yo, son. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So, yeah, it was two weeks ago. I haven't seen anything since then. Okay. Well, I mean, that's good. You haven't seen anything, but I don't like it. I do not like that one bit. Rat inside yeah. the building. Mm. Yeah, not just a mouse either. This was definitely a straight up New York City Yankees hat wearing rat. Yankees hat. Oh man, oh rats. So well, I understand that you have a story, not necessarily NYC, but one of our uh, sister cities. Yeah, one of one of our sister cities here. Um, I guess they're not on the Northeast Corridor train line. I was going to say Northeast Corridor, but no, trains do go through Philadelphia. And yeah. DC, Austin. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I take that. I take that train Corridor. all the time. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so President's Day weekend, took a uh, trip to Philadelphia. It's a nice It's a nice city. I actually like Philadelphia. Very, very yeah. historic. Um, oh, Yuck. what a reaction from you. Yeah. <laughs> Man, this guy... Um, East East Coast elitist over here. Um, um 
Well, Philly's East Coast, so I, didn't, I know. As soon as I said, I'm it, I'm a New wow. York elitist. There you go. More specific. I mean, Lower East Side elitist, really. Yeah, if you want to get really specific with it, but um, we went there and we stayed at. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. I'd never heard of this like hotel chain. I guess it's. I don't know. They call themselves a hotel, but it's called Sonder. No. Um, and so you can get, of course, like any hotel, you get different sized rooms. Um, but it's sort of like the extended stay type of deal. Like it can be for extended stay or it can be for more short term. Um, but I guess the whole thing is it is, um, like staff less, I guess. So there hmm. is no front desk. It's essentially like an Airbnb setup when you go in. Like you, they email you this code. You, you know, get into the front door and the lobby, and then there's like a um, mailbox set up, and they tell you which mailbox to go to, and you enter some more codes, and then it pops open, and then there are your keys. You know. Hmm. So I was like, okay, so this is interesting. Um, so we came in on a Saturday. That was Saturday morning, and everything was fine. Like I don't know. I sort of like the hotel experience of having a lobby and like people milling about and the front desk and all this. But I guess I, I just you know that's what I'm used to, right? Yeah, that that this is an interesting setup. But yeah, it's essentially like the app like appification or like startupification of, of the hotel model i guess yeah yeah it That's was interesting. definitely an interesting experience so we go um to the room Sat- saturday was pretty uneventful you know everything was fine well it was too early for check-in when we first got there so they had like some storage space um again another like one of those like locker gym locker situations where if it's open, then you like set your own code and you put your luggage in and whatever. Um, definitely not big enough for like uh, a big roller board, but um, but it was what just is, for the. So what are the rooms like? Um, there were a couple different varieties. Are uh, the room we stayed in was like a, a small studio basically. It had everything. So this one, it had bathroom, bed. The bed happened to be a Murphy bed, so you could have folded it up. We did not. Um, had a refrigerator, an oven, uh, stovetop, microwave, little coffee maker. I mean, you could have stayed there for an extended period of time, like cooked and and done all that. So it, that part was interesting to see that. Um, yeah, it was actually pretty cool, but I I was a little irritated with the TV because it was only you had to use some app, and then you could like. Basically, you had basically had the Chromecast onto the TV. Like you couldn't even just watch local TV on that. That was actually really irritating. Didn't make any sense. Really, would you really want to watch local Philadelphia like programming? Yeah, I like, think it would have been entertaining to watch some of the local news. It like entertaining, like how silly it is that they're trying to be like a real <laughs> city, like that, like that kind of entertaining. Dang man, cold blooded. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to pretend to be a real city. <laughs> um, so that part was cool. Um, first night, again, every everything was smooth. Pretty uneventful, right? 
second night, we come back. So it's Sunday night, and I guess it's President's Day, so a lot of people have off on Monday, but not everybody. It's one of those weird holidays where some people work, some people don't, right? Um, but we were there, um, and we hear next door, like it's some loud music, some you know, some stuff is going on. And at this point, it's like 10, between 10 and 11, probably closer to 11. So I'm like, this is sort of annoying, right? And it's mm-hmm. loud enough that, like... It's noticeable, but it's not the type of sound that would keep me awake, right? But also, the people next door, they keep going in and out of the room. And, you know, hotel doors, they have, like, that automatic shut, right? Yeah. And it's it's always so loud when it snaps shut. So every time they did that, I was like, oh, come on, what the fuck? Um, So then, at one point, it snapped shut again. This time, apparently, um, the woman that was there and her male companion, there's some question whether or not this was her son or whoever it was, but it was a woman and a man. And then they get locked out because keys are inside, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh-huh. she's, so now she's not happy. Um, she's, she starts calling the Sonder customer service. And she puts it on speakerphone, so I have the pleasure of listening to the entire conversation, right? Um, and she starts talking about, like, what happened, how many times. Oh, I've called this times. Don't hang up. Don't hang up on me again. Um, and, you know, she's getting more and more upset, says that the, that the oven is on, the stove is on. But then, like, I don't know, there was maybe something about a child being in there by themselves. Oh, wow which was kind of weird to me. I was like, well, how small is the child that they can't open the door, but maybe it's like a really, like a baby, like that's potential, right? So she's getting worked up um, on the phone with customer service. The other person was trying to do it too. And she was like, no, just press this button, go to this. And then she started saying, I've been staying here for X amount of days. So it does seem like it turns into like this extended period for, for some circumstances, right? Um, I don't remember how many days she said, but it was like over 10 days and it was a long, it was probably over a month. Actually, I've been staying here since this time and this has happened every time. It's always a problem. If I need a key, can't you, you know, and you would think that maybe Mm -hmm. they had some sort of system to like electronically just open the door from somewhere. If you're running this type of. Well, yeah. Isn't there like some sort of like, there must be some like super or, or what have you. Right. So I'd seen someone earlier that day um, who was basically just looked like that, that, that type of thing, but it looked like they were mainly just cleaning the lobby and cleaning the hallways. Um, and I saw them a couple times on Sunday. Yeah. On Sunday and Saturday, I saw someone doing that type of work. I was like, all right, so there's at least one staff person around, um, but there was no one to help this person. So then she starts um man starts fucking heel kicking this door that's mm. what it sounds like and you can the boom 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 i'm like oh my oh gosh, this is all just, just you're just hearing this you're not actually yeah seeing it. i'm like i just want to go to sleep i just want to go to sleep it's kicking this door shouting on the phone don't think i'm gonna break this door down i was like oh my gosh like shouting at the customer service it's like you know what 
don't think I won't call the police. I'll call the fire department too. I'll, I'll call the police. And I was like, what are the police going to do? Why are they scared if you're going to call the police? Right? Like what kind of, is that a threat? Yeah. So then, like, like what? Hey. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'll call the police. And I was like, if you need to call the police, fine. Maybe they can open the door. Maybe the fire department can. I, don't, open I mean, the door. yeah, this is probably like, like a company based in like Ireland too. Like, what? <laughs> what, what are the police? Yeah. So do? this is getting real irritated. I'm like, don't they just? Couldn't they like just have somebody on call? Like, like Michael, you know, one of the buildings that you're managing tonight. You're the on call person. You got to go handle any issues if customer calls from this building. But no, so. This is still happening, right? So she's kicking and kicking and doing all this stuff. And then she's like, fuck this. And I hear the fire alarm go off. Hmm. Right? I'm like, I know she pulled Do you alarm. think that's related to uh, the, the stuff with this woman? <laughs> Maybe? Maybe. Sorry, I don't want to spoil her or anything. So, but... she, so she pulls the fire alarm. I'm like, I know she pulled this fire alarm. And I know this is not a real alarm. I was like, but then you start getting, then you start second guessing yourself. You're like, well, what if it is real? What if something happens? And like, I don't just want to be stuck in the room and die, right? Or like, I don't want to be trapped in the room. But then the other part of my brain is like, I know she pulled it. I know it's just because she's frustrated and can't get in the room. I was like, but could it be a real alarm? So, (laughs) so then you're like, so then we go outside and I had, I think wait, I wait, you go outside. What? What? Yeah, because the fire alarm, it is going off. Uh, it's right, it's right were you next in your pajamas? to the bed. It's right next to the bed. No, I don't go out in pajamas. Like, we don't go out in pajamas. We basically just got dressed in our clothes because we knew what was happening. So we weren't rushing. Because we you're in like, Philly. Oh. You're in Philly, right? You, you got to make sure. <laughs> you static. static with uh, state property. <laughs> So we go downstairs. Everyone is so salty coming out the building. And there's this one like sheepish look sheepish looking kid like apologizing. And I'm like, oh, you were the kid next door? Um so we're all standing outside. I'm like, this is some bullshit. I know this is not a real fire. Fire trucks are coming. Firemen all go in. And, you know, since the fire alarm was pulled and they show up, they have to do their due diligence. So they have to search the building, right? Mm. And do what they do. And before they can declare it safe for people to go in. So <laughs> we're out there all this time. And then and then we go back in. This It's clear. And of course, there they are at the door next to us, trying to get in, trying to help this woman like break back into her room. Um, and then I heard her on the phone. No, I heard her talking to them. What did she say, man? Now wait, I, it was how, a, how did how could you tell? Wait, see, so break. Right. How could you know that they were in the room? Did you go back in or what? No, no, because but when they said it was all clear and we could go back up, the fire department, the firemen were out there trying to get help her get into the room. Right why is it that? Why is that their job? I don't, I don't know. But firemen have done that before. Well, was you said something about a kid being stuck in there? That's what she had said at one point, but I don't think that was, was true. I think she was lying about things. She did say that the oven was on, but I, I, the oven may have been on because it did smell like they were cooking, but there was like music playing too. It was like a party on a Sunday night over there. Um, hmm. And then 
I mean, that was it. She tried to say she didn't try to say she pulled it. I heard her explanation said she pulled it because she was scared of that stuff. But on the phone, she was clearly just angry and just pulled the fire alarm because she was pissed off. I mean, I guess if they had left the oven on, that would be a legitimate concern. Um, But it also sounds like she was just saying anything that would get their attention. Yeah. Yeah. But they're they're not a system for backup keys or anything? That's what I'm saying. Like, Sandra needs to get it together with that. That couldn't have been the best way to handle that situation. Like, there has to be someone with some keys that's close by that can handle that situation. Not calling, like, Sonder customer service yeah. dealing with those jokers. That would be funny if, like, in your terms of service, it turns out actually you're responsible in a way because you're, you're next door. <laughs> and, like, like, you get a call from them and they're like, you uh, must help your could, you, could you swing over next door uh, and check it? No, I think you'll find um, in your terms of service, you are actually responsible for it. <laughs> To, uh, and if you can't get them in the room, they just have to stay with you for tonight, okay? So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Well, was it at least like a reasonable rate? The the rate was fine. The room, like everything, was fine except for that. And I I don't know. I don't like the uh, staffless experience so far. But yeah, that I was mean, my, that, seems that was my like first time. Exactly the sort of scenario that makes it so that you shouldn't really do it like this. Right. You know how easily this this situation is solved in a regular hotel? You just go down to the front desk. I got locked out of my room. Okay, let's go. Oh, okay, yeah, we have <laughs> Oh yeah, we have plenty of keys. We have like we have like 30 copies of every key. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Perfect example. Yeah, I should write well, to them. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Well, they'll probably listen to this, and uh, and that's that'll be the good feedback. But uh, speaking of feedback, um, let's feed back into one of the best shows of all time. Let's get a let's feed off of the. Uh, oh God, I could I can't do it. It's just, it's nothing. There's no nothing more there. feeding. I got nothing. Okay, all right. Um, I'm trying to transition. Uh, season premiere of Atlanta. Two episodes. Season premiere. How lucky are we? Um, I have heard actually that each week they're going to be doing two episodes. You read that somewhere? No, a buddy told me. Oh, okay. I've not verified that, but they shot, so season three, so they shot season three and season four back to back. And so where are we now? So spring, so they're, season three is airing this spring, but apparently season four is airing this fall. Oh. So... I don't know if that well, has anything great. to do. Good for us. Yeah. But uh, let's get right into um, to episode one. And, and and this was interesting because I don't know if you recall um, season two, episode one, where they started, and I guess they sort of do this every now and then, but they started the season with, um, I guess, a vignette with none of the main characters that was sort of, I think, designed to set up the themes of the season that that's what it seems like but in that episode it was just a five minute scene um it's the one where the kids are robbing the um mrs winters uh fast food place while that song uh the race by tk is playing do you remember that oh, man i may have to go back i not really i kind of like vaguely but no i'm gonna have to check that out again do you remember the hook of that song 
where he goes, I didn't beat the case, bitch, I did the race. Yes. Do you know the story of this? We're not getting into it. It's way too depressing. I, I know about this take. Uh, it's not. So <laughs> the, point, the point is, in that episode, they did the five-minute opening vignette, and then they went into the episode with, with our heroes. In this case, they did a whole episode of like essentially an opening vignette without any of our, our heroes. Yeah. Um, interesting. Certainly a, like a pretty great episode, just standalone, functions on its own. Very interesting story. Uh, well done, well acted. Um, very, very much on brand, I would say. Um, very, very much on brand. You know what? I forgot to look at the credits. I don't think um, this person... Jordan Peele had anything to do with it, but it felt like Jordan mm. Peele. Jordan mm-hmm. Peele feeling. Sure. I was thinking exactly the same thing. <laughs> um, it was very Jordan Peele esque. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a short story about a kid who sort of gets caught up in the system, like inadvertently through a series of mistakes and misunderstandings, and goes to this nightmare group home. Well intentioned white people. Yes. And uh, there was. I. I Two things I'll just say right off the bat. There was a shot in this that is exactly staged. It had to be an homage to season four of The Wire, where Randy Wagstaff is sent to a group home towards the end of season four because it's a shot of it's a shot of the staircase in the group home, and it's like exact. And I was like, this must, this is okay, cool. I see what you're doing here. So that's number one. Number two, the brunette. Yeah, who was that? I'm looking. I've actually it just popped into my mind. I'm looking now. Yeah, see if you can find it. She it was really throwing me off because she looks almost exactly like someone I dated, um, like year, like, like almost ten years ago. Jeez, um, who I mean, yeah, could couldn't be any more different personality wise. The person I dated was super nice and just normal, <laughs> as opposed to like some, <laughs> some nice like regular. <laughs> Yeah, like some, like, I don't know, like off the charts, uh, super villain. Um, I don't know, I'm not good at searching this shit. That's okay, don't worry about it. Um, oh, there, there we go. It was Jamie Newman? Hmm. I seen her around in other stuff, though. She looked really familiar. Uh, so what did, what did you think overall, though? Um, man, it, one hell of a start to the season. Um, jump right in there. Just even that that opening scene with the two guys on on the boat in the water. I was like, oh man, here we go. Atlanta's back at it. Um, overall, I I really liked it. Picked up right where left off. Feels very um, fresh all the time. Like I forgot how much I liked this show. I think, um, and they really. Like, I don't know where they find these people. Like, especially with the kids, right? They do a great job of, like, finding these yes, great absolutely. child actors. He was like, he was amazing. So the lead kid. Yeah. He was really good. And, you know, it's hard because most, most child actors are terrible. <laughs> they, really, they really are. Like, if you can get them to, like, just not look up at the lights and actually say their lines, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's like, a win. Like this one was good. Like, do you remember the the fake Fubu episode? Yeah, like, the kids in there were so good. Like, man, where do they find? These? I don't know where they find these kids, but they find some good child actors. Um, I thought it. I 
yeah, overall, I thought it was really good. It was just like one of those, just felt like a short film that was like a scary, like a scary short film, basically. Yeah, it it was interesting too, because it set up this thing where essentially the kid, so he's, the kid's mom comes to school because he's being disruptive in class. And a teacher thinks that his mom is being abusive, even though she's just kind of like, you know, disciplinarian, you know, mom, which, you know, some moms are, some aren't like, but nothing really over the top. Mm-mm, but no, but the teacher is like, Oh no, this is just straight abusive. I'm going to help this kid calls child protective services. They get involved. Now the step where, where the mom is like, yeah, okay, take him. He's he's a bad kid. Like that's that's a re- that's a bit of a reach, and you know, I guess it's sort of plot convenience. But yeah, um, but yeah, then he's sent to this group home where, which is run by. I mean, I think I think I mean there are group homes that are supported by the state. Um, I believe. I mean, I don't think it was supposed to be a group home. Like it turned out. Well, yeah. So what? What, like what was it then? They, it they were just foster like, parents, maybe. Yeah, it was originally just supposed to be like foster parents and adoptive parents, and it just kept getting more and more kids. Um, that's what it. That's the impression that I got, because it wasn't. Yeah, they, I. That's that's what I think it was. Um, but yeah, there was. Um, yeah, because there was no like official stuff. Yeah, I know. I think they were just the parents, adoptive parents, because she did say at the end, like they adopted Fatima, and then they just kept going. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I don't think it was an actual. Group. Yeah, I there was a funny line about um, like they so they did the whole thing about um, washcloths <laughs> and how you know there's a stereotype about how. Because black Americans use washcloths and white Americans don't. I mean, this is definitely over, like overblown. It is sort of a funny trope. Um, but but they took it to a next level where where um, he, the kid asks, he's like, "Yeah, okay, cool. Um, I have my towel and stuff here. Where's the washcloth?" And then she, the the parents, like, "Washcloth? We don't use that. We just use our hands." Now. I don't know exactly how that works in the ins and outs of that. Like, I, I mean, I, I will say growing up, my family did, did use washcloths. Mm-hmm. Our family did. I actually didn't because I didn't <laughs> like them and I thought they were just a hassle. So, but I didn't use my hands. I don't really know what that means. Like I used the bar, like I had my own bar of soap and I just used that. Put the bar up in there, huh? No, I've I eventually came to learn and appreciate the value of the washcloth, and <laughs> subsequently uh, loofah devices and similar. Uh, all like I'm I'm heavy in, into that sort of thing. But um, what about you? <laughs> Exfoliation, right? Yeah, exactly. You need that. Uh, yeah, I've I've gone through different phases when the when the loofahs were in were in vogue. I've had like this weird sponge thing before. I got some gloves now that I use every like once a month. Get the good exfoliation in there. Um, I have washcloth that I use. So yeah, yeah, all types of stuff. Um, yeah. Um, so 
they definitely um, they up the ante to where um, uh, social worker <clears throat> comes to the home, and I guess they just kill her. Yeah, like, it, 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 would, like. it did kind of escalate from like zero. Like I, I, I felt it felt a little rushed in that all of a sudden they kill the social worker, and then also they're going to kill the kids because they think it, that's a better life. Like, or, or it's 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 better to kill them than to have them like like I I don't know like they they didn't do you understand did you follow like what their logic was when they were trying to they were uh, I guess gonna drive their, drive off a cliff with the kids in the car basically in their minds like death was better than the life that they would return to if they weren't with them um either like another foster adoptive family or back to their like back to the system or back to their and uh back to their homes right so that was it did you know what you make a good point it did escalate rather quickly to all of a sudden they're killing social workers and now it's like we gotta go (laughs) um that that yeah that was uh a little fast for me but I, I you know I just rolled with it. Yeah. There was no real explanation, I guess. Um, I mean, it, it'd be interesting to see this to go like a, a feature length type of deal. Like, yeah. <laughs> Do you think it would yeah. have benefited from being feature length? Um, I don't know, but maybe like an hour, maybe like just about double. Because yeah, that part was. I think I would have need to see um, the dark hair mom like do a little more like actual bad stuff before believing that she would just kill somebody and dispose of the body and move on you know like i would need to see something else out of her yeah or maybe some backstory on the two of them yeah Um, yeah so i mean i will say as good as this was as a standalone i definitely did miss um you know the main the main cast. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Like After I was definitely all this time. And I like, was oh. definitely engaged with it, and it was good. But I mean, I mean, thank God that they they released the two episodes because it's like I need to see Earn and Paperboy fucking around, you know? Yeah. So I guess like you had mentioned for like the season two thing, right? Where it was just a quick robbery. Like in my mind those two guys on the boat would have been the similar thing, right? Right. So you have that interaction, that scene, and then it's like, okay, then we move on to the main characters. But no, then we moved on to that other story, um, which was like, which was fine. I, I enjoyed it. Like there were some interesting, like um, societal points that they made, I, you know, like, wanting to put him in remedial classes like that happens all the time to black and brown kids to mm-hmm. like, oh. um, the slap was a little <laughs> the actual slap was so strange which slap? Um, the one two three slap this from grandpa yeah what was that about it was <laughs> that, that was just odd I guess they didn't want to actually slap him in the face I don't know that was yeah. It's weird because it's like those are some pretty soft slaps. I don't know, just because you're out in public, you don't really, really want to do like a real slap. Yeah, 
that that part was weird. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, there were definitely some, you know, on the nose messages. I think the, um, you know, the the um, thing about driving the kids off a bridge into the water, yeah. I think is actually, I mean, that I read that as a reference to, um, there was that woman who um, drove her kids into uh, the river. I think she survived though, but like just somehow the car went, I think her name is like Susan Smart or something. Um, um, I don't remember the name. This is back in the nineties, yeah. but it was, uh, it was in the nineties, but it was in Georgia. Um, and she did sort of superficially look like um, the, the brunette woman. Um, yeah. I mean, with, when they do stuff like this, I, I, I do kind of wonder what, what they want. Like, what's the theme that they're going for? If you had to sort of summarize it in a sentence or something. Um, yeah, that's, you know, that would be, know. it would be Maybe tricky we'll with see. this episode. Yeah. Maybe we'll see the rest of the season if it all sort of comes together. But yeah, that's a great question. I, d- I don't know. Like it was, yeah, I don't know what they were going for, how, how this is going to connect with anything. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I didn't. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know. Hopefully it does. But um, I mean. Yeah. At first, at first during parts of it, I was like, I wonder if this is like an origin story for um, Darius or something. Um, except, but then like, I mean, there were smartphones in it and stuff, so it couldn't have really have been, you know, his childhood. Um, right. And he was doing that. I think he was doing that Block Boy JB dance, uh, <laughs> which is contemporary. Uh, but let's move on to episode two, where which picks up. Wait, wait, one second. <laughs> when you brought up the dances, I did love. Like it, I, it was so absurd where the mom just had him dancing in the hallway. It's like, oh, you going to dance now? Do, do, she just started naming dances. Now do the worm. <laughs> Go. Yeah. It was just like. <laughs> yeah that mom she was pretty intense and at, at times i was like i don't know this like aside from the the parents trying to like the crazy foster people trying to murder him aside from that I, like, I don't know like this mom this mom is pretty intense and abusive i think um she's a little over the mm. see you would have been trying to take him away too <laughs> Look at you. Mm-mm-mm. No, no, no. I wouldn't separate a child from their mother unless there was a very good reason. Like, I don't know. Yeah, something involving sulfuric acid or something. Um, but let's move into episode two, which picks up uh, on the European tour, I guess, uh, with, uh, with Paperboy. So a big part of this is around um, the show that he's, he's playing in Amsterdam and apparently getting paid $20,000 for. Um, this is, this is interesting to me because it's like, damn, he's pretty big. Like, I mean, I'm thinking back to see, I mean, see even season two, like he didn't seem that big in the U S maybe he's just bigger in Europe and he has a larger fan base, but like that's a, yeah. that was a big venue. $20,000 isn't a huge amount of money, but it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And it's a tour, I so agree. presumably, you know, if they have 10 dates, you know, coming back with 200000 that's, I mean, shit. Yeah, picking, picking up those 
big money along the way. I I mean, I'm with it. I don't really remember them if they detailed what the tour was. I, I think they said it before they left how long it was going to be, but I don't remember now at this point. Weren't they supposed to be with uh, somebody else too, though? Oh, that's right. Yeah, wasn't it? Wasn't it opening for that other dude? Yeah. Because that was the whole thing in the season finale of season two where they're on the plane together. Yeah. Um, was it Paperboy opening for him? Guy. Yeah. yeah. Was it Clark Clark County or something? Yes, that's it. Exactly. Yeah. I, I thought they were all supposed to be together. Yeah. But this definitely seemed like a Paperboy headlining show. Mm-hmm. I guess, you know, I don't know. On the tours, you can make your own smaller shows, right? True, on yeah. days off. Yeah. Or when you're not with the larger tour. Yeah, and I mean, there there is a, a thing about, you know, this aspect of, I guess, uh, Dutch culture with this holiday um, uh-huh. that definitely had shades of the episode in season two where about uh, Van's sort of German heritage where yeah. her and, and Ern go to this uh, sort of Germanic Bavarian festival. Um, but uh, yeah, it was interesting. One of the things I noted, and this, this usually happens when a show blows up and the actors, you know, go on to like great success, you know, season, Jesus, season two was in 2018. It's four years ago. What? Yeah. Wow. That long ago? Yeah, fuck. Yeah, so, but the thing is, yeah, so they all blew up. So, Van, I mean, Zazie Beats, um, Lakeith, Stanfield, like all of them kind of have blown up. So, getting them back together, even if it's a show where all of them love doing it, it's hard to schedule them all together. So, you'll notice mm-hmm. the scenes aren't, there aren't any scenes with all four of them in it together. Like, you know, um, Darius and, and Van are together for a good portion of it uh, for that funeral thing, and then it's like Urn and Paperboy are together. Um, I guarantee you that's to do with scheduling issues, said difficulties. Most likely. Although yeah, I don't. That, that makes sense to, to me. To be honest, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what else Donald Glover's been doing. Really, like he hasn't really. He was in that Han Solo movie, but that was also 2018 or 2019. Yeah, maybe it was just it's just the availability of the others. Um, I know Brian; they've all been pretty busy. Like I've yeah. seen them all. Ugh, oh, by the way, I saw the last movie. I saw. So I saw the Batman recently, and there's mm-hmm. there's a trailer for this upcoming Brad Pitt movie that Brian Tyree Henry's in, and I gotta say that trailer is really good. Oh, okay. You should check it out on YouTube. Like it, like I'm usually like, like it's a new property. Like it's not like a comic book or you know based on a book or anything. I don't think, but it looks really interesting. Great action. Bad Bunny's in it. Um, oh, I think I maybe he stabs Brad Pitt. They get into a fight in the trailer. Yeah, I. You know, I didn't watch the whole thing. I think it started once on a website, and I just didn't finish it. Yeah. All right, I'll check it out. Um, but yeah, these. Yeah, I think we'll get some scenes of all four of them. But um, yeah, you're right. We only got two at a time so far. A couple, 
couple pairs. Hmm. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. If two episodes a week. Okay. Um. But yeah, that that Black Pete stuff. All the black, <laughs> the Black Pete stuff kills me. Yeah. So what? What's so? Do you think that's a real holiday? It is. They talk about it like every year, especially recently. Why is that? I don't. I don't know if it is as. Um. I don't think it goes so far as to what they showed on on Atlanta, where like hotel housekeeping would like people show up to work like that. I don't think that's real, but maybe, but maybe it is. But I, I, I find that hard to believe that someone would go to work like that. I feel like you, you do that for like special events, like, like at the celebrations, not just like, oh, I'm going to go to work as Black Pete today. Um, yeah, the black, well, in the blackface, they said that it's to do with, um, something about going down a chimney. I, I don't. I think that may have been changed at some point, just for political correctness. I'm pretty sure it started out as like, you know, a black person, and they're that they're imitating. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure too. I don't remember all the details, but I do know that this is something that is still, you know, happening today. But again, I don't think it's like as. I don't think it's something that people would wear to work unless their employer is like, I want everybody to dress up like this. You have to, you know? Yeah. But I could see that. I don't think like somebody working at the hotel as a housekeeper is going to come to work in blackface. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, I will say this, this episode was pretty uneventful. It was sort of like one of their slice of life um, type episodes that they do uh, every now and then. Um, there was a, um, what would you, what do you call that? Uh, not, oh my God, I'm tanking this word hard. Uh, I want to say euphemism, but it's not, what's the assisted suicide word? Oh, um, does it start with it euthanasia? E? Euthanasia. There it is. So yeah, that was that so one of the notes i wrote down was like is that is that real like i know that euthanasia is a jarring. real thing but like the method they use of lowering a sheet of plastic over his over this guy's face until he suffocates that doesn't seem right no unless that that was his request um i feel I can't imagine that was his request. He was struggling pretty hard when that came out, came down over him. Well, you're going to, whether you you want to or not. I think it's but, just your body's natural reaction. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. But like, if you're gonna have euthanasia, I mean, typically with euthanasia, it would be um, like an injection of that. That's of, what I was gonna say. It's generally like lethal injection. Yeah. Right. And you just go to sleep and you never wake up. Exactly. So. Um, <laughs> to do it in that sort of, I mean, violently aggressive ways. Yeah, why would someone choose that? That's what I find a little hard to believe. But yeah, like that's that's your choice. Yeah, like. <laughs> but throughout the yeah, so at the end of the episode, you know, we see Van is at the same hotel as Ern, and you know they don't. I guess they're not really. It's. It's it's weird that they didn't. They saw each other in the hall, 
and they're like, hey, what's up? And then they just go to sleep. So I was like, why, why is Van here again? Um, Did she say? She's just, from what she told Darius, it basically seems like she's just there for fun, just to like get away from But coincidentally, life in, in the same city as Paperboy and Urn, like, that can't oh, be a no, I don't think I don't think that's coincidence at all. I think that was the plan. But then she's not Well, so so Darius came to pick her up. Was she expecting yeah. Ern to come pick her up? I think so because when he woke back up and he had gotten like text messages and phone calls, he was supposed to pick her up, I believe. Right. Or at least make arrangements for her to get picked up. And he did he did none of that. Um so he knew that she was coming. I don't know if he really told everybody else that she yeah, was coming. Yeah, I gotta say, like, what is his deal with her? Like, she's she seems awesome, and he's just like just acts like a dirtbag with her. <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, maybe. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, they are they are separated technically. Like they're yeah, they know I mean, that they're she's dating not other people. In being with him, you know. Like she knows who he is. She's yeah, not in but then why, why go see him in Europe? I mean, that's a, it's a pretty big disruption, especially when you have a kid and you have to find babysitters and stuff. It is with it's. So she said, uh, Lottie's with her parents, and it was basically like, from what she explained to Darius, she was up for some position, a new job. Um, I don't remember. I feel like she got she lost her job. In previous season, right? Well, in season one, she did. But then in season two, I'm not even sure Damn, what she was, was season doing. One? Um, yeah. yeah, so she was. She said she was up for this position, didn't get it, and then was just trying to, like, you know, hopefully get some kind of reset by being out there. She just needed to get away, and she knew that they were there, and it's like, oh, I can just go hang out on tour with them for a little bit and then go back. Yeah. Um... Dang, yeah, this show is throwing me off with all these years. That was season one? She lost a job, really? Dang. Yeah, um, this is a teacher. Yeah, I remember that. Huh. Okay. Did she get another job? Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Um, don't remember. But, yeah, the the suffocation was definitely jarring. Um, Was not expecting that at all. When somebody's, like, passing on... The, uh, I forget what they called the ceremony, but I know that that was the death doula that was there. Yeah, and... what the hell? Oh, you know about that? I had heard of it before. But... Right, you said you that rolled off your tongue pretty well, pretty smooth. <laughs> <laughs> like I know about these death doulas over here uh, to assist people with passing, you know, passing on. Um, but I, I, yeah, I'm surprised that they would do it like that and so so violently and just so um publicly at the same time yeah that's, you know, a, that's, that's a hippie shit that is um i did like darius's tupac theory um and then how they played the tupac hail mary and it was lining up with those bells that guy was playing that, that was, was pretty good. that was pretty sweet <laughs> that that was beautiful and i did like um that final text message exchange from Paperboy talking about he needed 300 pieces of chicken, all legs. That was... Yeah, what was that? that? It was like... (laughs) He is... Yeah, like the... 
I, I, I don't know. Like, you know, I, I have, we'll say some, uh, dealings in the, in, in, in the music biz to a degree. I cannot get into any detail, but with that sort of thing, like, Ern's got a drop paper boy. He is way too much of a liability and not, not, not generating nearly enough money to make it worthwhile. Like he's, he, he's a smart guy, paper boy, but he clearly is reveling in like the, like stereotypical asshole artist shit. And it's just like, yeah, it's, it's unprofessional. It's a shitty thing to do to a friend of yours. It's a shitty thing to do to a manager, even if he's not your friend. Like, I, I hope that, I mean, because I, I believe I heard that most of the season is going to be based around the European tour. Mm-hmm. Like, I hope, I hope Ern addresses it. Because, like, otherwise, it's just, like, you're just going to let him, like, like, it's, bo- I would say, borderline abusive. And Ern has demonstrated that yeah. he will stand up to that sort of thing when it, you know, it comes down, but you know, just, it's, I don't know. It's just kind of depressing <laughs> watching him have to deal with this shit. Yeah, it is. And I, I don't, you know, I think there was a certain point where he, where, um, Paperboy was kind of doing it as like to punish Earn, Right. But, Oh yeah. But now it's like he did he did all that stuff, you know. Like I feel like at the end of last season, like he sort of proved to him proved to Paperboy that like he was willing to do what it you know, whatever it took and to make sure that he was successful and, and they you know, I thought by the end of the season they'd managed to move on and put that shit behind them. But um yeah, I can't tell for sure if they have. I mean I guess you know he's letting it, letting the European tour maybe go to his head a little bit because all the fans they seem to love him so much, throwing the money out and doing all that stuff. Um, yeah, you're right. I I don't know, but Ern, yeah, Ern will stand up for himself. So I guess we'll see how long this nonsense lasts. We'll see. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so I, I two episodes at a time. I think I guess we'll find out next week. Um, yeah, but good good stuff. You know, um, definitely happy with it. Um, uh-huh. I, I'm definitely got my. You know, I'm ho- You know, I do feel like they. I mean, <laughs> okay. Let me get my words to, together. Words can come out of my mouth in a sensible way. Teddy, the Teddy Perkins episode. I'm looking for something that level. They use. They'll drop one of them. I mean, I don't know which episode in season one that would be. I'd have to think about it, but a classic, like a classic episode that they'll drop. God, God can you believe season two was 2018? Jeez, I, I don't know. It's crazy. That's unbelievable, really. I mean, Four I did. Four years ago. Jesus. <clears throat> it seems like, you know, this has been the interesting thing I've noticed with a lot of shows coming back. Um, you know, everyone chooses to address COVID in the same way. Right. I mean, not the same way. I'm sorry. In in their own way. And, you know, it just seems like Atlanta is just going to pretend like it never existed. Yeah. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah, it's fine with me. But I did notice one of those old ladies holding an N95 mask in the van. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, I know you watched we, – we covered um, Winning Time uh, – I've sort of lost interest in it, but I know you watched Dang, episode after one episode? Two. 
<laughs> and I really like John C. Riley's performance too, but yeah, I don't know if I'm going to stick with it. Maybe with that, if the episodes are half an hour. But I, did you want to say anything about season two or episodes two or three? Um, I haven't finished three yet. Two, man, I'm trying to, I'm trying to even remember what happened in two. Um, oh yeah, Jerry West quit at the end of the episode as the coach. Um, they're just trying to figure out how to make things work. Uh, so far still good like i i have no you know nothing real negative to say about it yet it hasn't you know nothing has blown my mind yet either it's just been a solid been a solid show um i know in this current episodes episode three that i'm watching they do talk about jerry tarkanian um head coach for the unlv running rebels basketball team oh what was the deal with that well, he was uh, approached as a potential replacement for Jerry West, but hmm. um, yeah, I had no idea. Even back then, at that point in time, he was under like the watch of the NCAA. I never knew that part. I just hmm. knew like the recent history since you know I was paying attention. But damn, yeah, this guy been <laughs> been facing like NCAA violations damn. for like his whole career, essentially. It seemed like, but. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I had no idea. That's how you know you're serious. Serious about winning, right? That's right. Winning time. If you're not cheating, you're not... Wait, what's the expression? If you're not cheating, you're not trying, something like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Lakers, man. Have you watched... Have you watched... Have you sat and watched a full NBA game this season? Because I don't know if I've done that in... God, probably since the probably since the 2020 finals when, uh, with the Lakers start to finish mm, I don't think from start to finish I've I've watched in sections like I, I've watched like the second half of a game um yeah. or maybe like the start of a game usually I'll watch the end I don't think no I have not watched a game from start to finish all year yeah yeah it's but tough I'll probably you know when the playoffs come I'll I'll start watching like the complete game again probably. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Better be cheering on those nets. Kyrie back to playing home games. No, good for him. <laughs> uh, yeah. What 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 do I got? Should we make predictions on finals? Celtics are apparently been amazing the last. Celtics turned it on. They yeah. got off to a terrible start this year, but yeah, now they're. Playing really well. Um. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's Phoenix. It's gonna be Phoenix. You're putting Phoenix in the finals Phoenix, and Phoenix to win it all. Phoenix Celtics, I guess. It'd be nice to see Chris Paul get a championship. I wouldn't be mad if Phoenix won. I'd be yeah. irritated if Golden State won again. That would that would get under my well, skin. Well, Steph's Steph's out for the rest of the year, right? Um. This is Wiseman. Oh, I did not see that. I knew he was out. I thought I haven't checked recently, but previously I thought it said he'd be back for the playoffs. Yeah, there was a uh, there's one of those corrections at the bottom of that article that said, um, "Oh, okay, yeah. uh, he will not be back." Oh, I mean, if that's true, I read that article too. That. Okay, read the same article, same source here. Yeah, London Times, right? Yeah, they're reliable NBA beat reporters. Yeah. 
Yeah, they love the NBA in, in England. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, eat some green. Uh, drink. Oh, I forget this. Drink part. lots of water. There hydrate. it is. Hydrate. I'm about to go get some. I got this big Yeti um, thermos that I've been using. It's great. 32 ounce. Oh, I'm going through that water. Hydro homies. <laughs> this is podcast we end. <laughs>